Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, helping you shift from financial jackass to juggernaut. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Mm, I'm good. Drinking a long tail brush and barrel series. What it's is a, that? It's a pumpkin ale. Oh, uh, it's pumpkin season. Yeah, my ew. first pumpkin one. You don't like pumpkin ones? I love them. I meant ew in a good way. Oh, like, ew, that's so good. Like ew, son, that's sick, dog. We say badass. That's true. You know, it's negative technically. Uh, you know what? Come to think of it. I want to. I want to plug something, if I can find it. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> there we are. Okay. So, uh, my friends and I started a. Uh, my one friend really uh, started a Facebook group mm. called Beer Season. Hmm. And it's and we consider beer season September and October when all the good crazy fall beers come out like the pumpkin series on and everyone's it, it that just keeps growing and growing everybody has a pumpkin beer yeah and i mean they're so damn good dude. my favorite right now is southern tears pumpkin mm. holy joe oh god it's so good <laughs> uh but if you want to check it out it's facebook.com slash the beer season the beer mm. season there's only about 68 likes, but go on there, share your beers for the season that we're drinking. Start September and into October, and if you guys want to join, that's fun. It's a good time. It's cool, right? You're gonna li- you're gonna like it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm yeah. just going there right now. Yeah, go and like it. And liked. Nice. Uh, so I am drinking coffee. I'm drinking a French roast coffee from Allegro, the Whole Foods brand, and it's okay. I really want someone to send me Stumptown. I cannot find it. Stumptown. Stumptown what? coffee. Mm. I need to find some Stumptown. I keep getting recommendations for it. Oh, but you have yet to taste it. I have it. yet to try it. And I don't know where to find it. I, th- I believe it's a West Coast thing because they do their coffee right over there. Just so happens most of our audience is in the West Coast. Well, then, yay, because I need some coffee over here <laughs> on the East Coast <laughs> with our shitty blends. Well, no, we best, have some good ones. We have some good Philadelphia ones. My bestie Drew sent uh, sent me some beer. Yeah, uh, you'll have to find a coffee bestie. I will. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, what kind of beer are you drinking? Is a pumpkin beer, right? We got we got yep. that out of the way. I'm drinking a coffee. Good. Okay. Uh, helping you shift from financial jackass to juggernaut. That was sent in by Glenn Watt, and you can send those in uh, via Twitter. It's at Money Matters Man. So, thank you, Glenn, for that wonderful catchphrase. And I love things that have alliteration. J and J. That you do. I am a, Mastering I am. mint. Mm. Wealth wheel. Yes. You can see the pattern. <laughs> Money matters. You don't you didn't come up with that name. I though. didn't, no. <laughs> but I should have. Uh okay. Mm. So uh well what am I doing? Happy Labor Day. Oh, happy Labor Day to you too. Well, happy man. Labor Day. I'm not working today in Good. the future. <laughs> I'm not working today either. Why do- what, what are you doing for Labor Day weekend? Uh, what do you normally do, and then what are you doing this one? Um, so normally we barbecue have barbecue or something. Yeah, barbecue. Someone has a barbecue. I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. I don't know what you do in the city for Labor Day. Uh, I mean, I'm technically not in the city. I'm in I'm in Hoboken. There are there are backyards. I've but been in backyards in the city too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I think I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna take it easy. Mm. Like literally take Labor Day as not working, and not work. 
I think that's that's the point. I don't even know if I'm going to drink. Be honest with you. Trying to, well, t- I got to, I got to tone it back a little bit. I've been getting a little crazy in August. You have been. Oh, yeah. Oh my lord. Uh, Usually, right. you only regret one weekend a month. Oh no, I've regretted several. <laughs> I don't like regretting weekends. That's bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, so we're going to talk about since it is Labor Day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, labor has a lot to do with money. We're going to talk about the American labor movement. Am I right? Yeah. So I was just going to ask you if you knew, you know, why it's Labor Day. But I guess that's I, actually, kind of... you know, what I I don't know why it's called Labor Day. I mean, I well, I mean, I know that you're not supposed to work on Labor Day, which sounds <laughs> like you should work because it's called Labor Day. It's like the day you do work. Right. Would it be weird if it was flipped? It was the, the only day the only that you day worked, day you worked a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be just be so terrible. It can, should be called No Labor Day, right? It should be, actually. It's also the unofficial end of summer. Are you serious? Especially, in, well, it's the unofficial end of summer. Uh-huh. Like, in the pool industry, it means back to school's coming. It's the unofficial, True. yeah. We've had such a mild summer, it's, you know. But, I'm, anyways. I'm completely fine with that. All right. Uh, so, why do they call it Labor Day? Uh, to celebrate the American labor movement. And it's basically just uh, organized labor. Like unions. There, there was originally the man, and the man told you what you did. And uh, I mean, it's like a whole storied history, but uh, it then flipped where I think we're back to having the man mostly. But I um, mean, it, it was. Oh, uh, okay, so I don't think I follow. The, there was no concept of organized labor. Like, there was the like a dude, union, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So there, there was a dude who basically had all the money. And you worked for him, mm. and you said, thank you, sir, may I have another? Mm-hmm. You know, and you just did whatever. And you had really no say. He kind of controlled you. Um, the government backed him up on that. Okay. Uh, and America pioneered this whole organized la- labor concept. As a result, our economy grew super quick. Our, our standard of, this is like where America's standard of living like seriously broke away from the rest of the world. And it's actually one of the major catalysts of why so many people migrated to the U.S. Oh, what when what year did this take place, or what area? Uh, I mean, it started. Uh, it started all the way back in like eighteen fifteen. Was like the very beginning. Oh, so real early, like before the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, like um, and then I'll, what happened was it it, come, it goes hand in hand, but it's very much the cause of of the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Well, I mean, so so if you like think all the way back, there was like you know shoemakers and you mm-hmm. know leathermen and stuff like that, and they'd be, th- you'd go Black to Smith. like exactly, yeah, and it'd be like the master workman, and you'd go to the master blacksmith to right. make your sword or yes. whatever the hell you needed. Yes, back in colonial America, probably sword. That that wasn't know. colonial America, <laughs> but I understand. What a, yeah, but so there'd be master workmen. Well, I'm wrong about that. It could be. I'm. I think I'm wrong. The, yeah, they I'm started wrong. with swords. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. There were muskets pretty early. I don't know why Actually, I just said that. I was not doing I was thinking 1915. You're talking about 1815. I don't know if there were swords back then. I think it was guns. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, um, what happened was uh, there, you, there would be a master. You'd apprentice for this master. Oh, by the way, there was definitely guns. There was definitely guns. I mean, and, the whole the rev- revolution. Yeah, I know. exactly. <laughs> okay, maybe the sword because that was what was on the end of the musket. Wow. I actually know a lot about history, too, and I feel like, like a moron right now. Continue. But, uh, dude, so there'd be um, masters, and if you wanted to do 
almost anything, you'd basically apprentice for this master. Mm-hmm. Like, there'd be the master shoemaker, you'd be his apprentice, yes. you'd eventually learn so much, you'd become a master, and then open your own shoe store. Right. And people would only really go to masters. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened is, there was like a, a turning point where, I mean, and the, the term for people who would be training to become a master were journeymen. Okay. Yeah, you've heard of that before. Um... Yeah, I think I have. It's it's you. It's almost like synonymous with like newbie or right, you know or apprentice, but not yeah. an apprentice, not someone learning under someone, just a new person in that field. Yeah, I think a journeyman's like a little bit. Look, a, apprentice is very broad. A journeyman is someone who could do the task, but is not a master Got of it. the task. Um, and uh, what happened, like you know, eight, so 1970, most of the the artisans in Boston and New York and stuff, they consider themselves masters, master mm-hmm. workmen. 1815, so, you know, 25 years later, the number of journeymen actually outnumbered the number of masters, and it was because people were migrating to the city from the suburbs for opportunities, and so there are all these people who were good, you know, not masters, and uh, it wound up being the catalyst of the Industrial Revolution because there was all these people who could now do a thing mm-hmm. in a specific location so you could create these like massive enterprises where it's not like one dude making you a shoe but like a thousand journeymen making many shoes got it and um in the beginning uh you worked for the man and if you tried to work with other journeymen to raise your wages you would just get arrested and it was because it was illegal it was like the conspiracy to raise wages and uh it was a criminal. Who got arrested now? People who collude. I mean, this, this is like terms kind of they use, but you basically collude to raise wages. It was, but they, they actually, I'm sorry, they called it a conspiracy to raise wages. So you, me, other dudes were like, you know, this is really not fair. They're not paying us enough. And we're like, um, you need to pay us more. And we together say we're going to, the, the term strike didn't exist then. Right. But, and that's mostly because it was illegal and it was suppressed by the government. Got it. Um, and there was a, a many attempts and, uh, you know, a lot of them were, were deemed illegal and there was this one breakthrough it was called the Commonwealth V hunt. And while it didn't say that you could strike, it made, uh, it legal that you could combine, like you could have labor combination mm-hmm. under clear and explicit terms. So we could together you know, form a pre-union thing mm-hmm. as long as we are grouping under very clear terms. Got it. Um, and that was kind of in the beginning. So then when did unions come into play? So that was back like 1815 and uh, the first unions were around 1866. Um, some of them National Labor Union, American Federation of Labor, Knights of Labor, Western Federation of Miners, like, you know, and a lot of them don't exist anymore, but uh, there was like a ton back then. Okay. And then, but, but when, how do, like, what, what was the turning point of what we know today as labor unions? And then I want to talk about what the hell labor unions really are. Because I, I, I'm a little bit confused. I've always been confused on unions. I can, I'm confused on how I, how I feel about unions. Mm. So Jeff, you have to understand, like the people were generally repressed right. by—I I don't know—maybe you the call them with the, money, the overclass or whatever. Right. Yeah, the few people with capital. Right. 
And it was a slow move. Like in the 1980s, there was this whole Pullman, uh, like they were a rail car company and uh, some, they wanted higher wages and they, they weren't willing to pay. So 125,000 people went on strike, blah, blah, blah. The U.S. Army got involved under Grover Cleveland. So strike they, meaning they just stopped working. Right, because they, they, they just refused to deal with Pullman train cars. Right. And it was put down. You know, the government stepped in because the U.S. mail was, it was interfering with U.S. mail. Yeah, right. It relies on that. So the military got involved. People died. Many people were wounded. Hmm. And uh, nothing happens. But that was like towards the end of the 1800s. Hmm. Um, 1900s is where it like really started to happen. And uh, like unionized wages. Uh, they went from like $17.63 a week to $21.37 a week. hey <laughs> The and you know so it went up per week, mm-hmm. but they were also working fifty four point four hours and then it dropped to forty eight point eight. So like they were making more, working less, and this was the beginning of where we diverged from Europe in like how progress. Yeah, how much money we were making and standard of living. Right. So and 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 so labor unions are a government thing. No, or is it, or is it much like a credit union? Where it's just a collection of people that get together and are allowed to organize a uh, a union, mm. and it's just a like say, and I like I know that there's uh, plumbers like pipe fitters unions, there's you know carpenters unions, there's I'm sure the electricians unions and and uh, just general labor labor unions. Mm. There's obviously teachers unions. There's uh, the unions in all types of fields. So uh, I think it's more like, I mean, more like the credit unions in that it's just like a bunch of guys and eventually women when they went into the workforce got together and just kind of were like, hey, you know, um, we, we want more money. Okay. And interestingly, because I think a lot of people now are against unions, but back when it was like really starting to heat up in like 1920, um, the... Uh, <laughs> the unemployment rate fell from like 11.7% to 2.4%. Wages grew like ridiculously fast. The economy was growing really fast. So it was like really good for the country. But mm. you said 1920. Right. So this is a long time ago. Yeah, but it sounded like it was growing really fast unnaturally mm. and then Great Depression. Yeah. That that happened 1929. 1929, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so did it have anything to do with it? Um, I mean, it was just, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, it was a lot of other things because unions still had a big part in the growth of the country and getting us out of the depression and uh, moving forward. Okay, but uh, we we went from two point four percent unemployment, and then there was the Great Depression, and it was at twenty five percent unemployment. Hmm. But then FDR came in, and he officially he created the National Industrial Recovery Act, which was then changed slightly in the future. But it officially gave workers the right to organize into unions, and it had created provisions like minimum wage, maximum working hours. And it it said there was like a the most significant passage was employees shall have the right to organize and bargain collectively through represent through representative of their own choosing. And she'll be free from interference, restraint, coercion, blah, blah, blah. And that was FDR. Yeah. 
Does that have anything? Is that the new deal? Uh, it, it was right in there with that. All right. So, all right. So we have a little bit of a history of it. What are I, I could tell you tons of history, but that, that you get the basic gist. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Did your research. Now we know what they are. Uh, they're still around today. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been in a union yourself? Have I? Yes. Um, I have. You have I, been in a union. But it, it was forced. So, Explain. Um, so, for example, say you went to work on a construction site. Mm-hmm. I didn't work on a construction site. But if you worked on a construction site, uh, they may compel you to join a union. I had worked um, for, I'm trying to remember, I think it was, I worked for BJ's Wholesale Club. I think, no, no, I'm sorry. I worked for the, the public library in my township. And I was forced to join this, the town union and pay dues. I was like 15. <laughs> But it was. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke so bad. <laughs> well, uh, I was like, I don't think it was wholesale club. <laughs> well, look, you we just worked gave... for BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was fourteen. I needed money. Yeah. I just worked for BJ's. There you go. <laughs> in wholesale. <laughs> in the wholesale department. Right. Yes. So, so you, uh, when you worked, where was it? You worked. At, you... I think it's Benson and Johnson wholesale club. No, no, B- when, no. When did you? That's where you worked and you had to go into a, a labor? Oh, no, no. It was um, a Touchum Public Library. Okay. Wow. It's my really? Oh, so it was a government job. Yeah. And, and, ha- and that's where a lot of unions still exist to a major extent. And what did that provide you as an employee? Uh, I was 15. It didn't provide me anything. But I guess did you it, even it, like attend me? I guess you didn't attend any meetings. No, but, but I was compelled to join the union. Like, it wasn't like, do you want to join the union or not? It was, okay, we'll hire you. And then I see my paycheck and union dues are taken out. And that was just it, you know. Okay. Oh, oh you had to pay dues. Yeah. That's, that's a huge part of the union because then when you, like, strike, supposedly those dues come back to you in wages to allow you to strike. Oh. So, I mean, it, to me it just sounds like unions are just mini versions of corporations. Yeah, but, I mean, they're, they have your best interests at heart. Do they? Right. Well, who else? That was, that was a leading question, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I, again, I've never been a part of a union. I, I would kn- say if there was any organization that did have your best interests at heart, I think it would be a union. Oh, oh, over a corporation for sure. Correct. Yeah. And that's why they battle, you know. Right, because it's more democratic. Mm. It's more of a democratic thing. And and interestingly, you say democratic. Back during the Great Depression, there was a lot of swinging towards communism. Right. You know, because of the whole. You know, I think uh, I've only I've only I only know about one union in particular, which is the teachers union, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that because of teachers unions, a lot of teachers go on strike, Mm -hmm. and they because they want higher wages. And Mm -hmm. from what I gather, they're they're fighting because they're not their wages are not rising with inflation mm-hmm. even though like a lot of public schools are, are government jobs when they are right right w- the one thing that oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be popular for saying this but the one thing that bothers me a little bit about teachers unions is the idea that once you have worked somewhere for a couple of years you receive tenure because I know some mm-hmm. teachers who are, are tenured and mm-hmm. it really makes it hard for them to be fired so that's true, and I think that we've all experienced the teacher that probably shouldn't be teaching right. because of that. Yes. 
And I think you could. That's you could the pa- only job that I can think of that I know about where you know you're almost like you're locked in. It's like job security. Mm. And I always say that there's no such thing as job security unless you're a teacher. And I've worked a couple of years. Or or the government. Um, or quite a lot of government jobs are are, are tenured. Uh, I don't know if they're tenured, but it's it's they they it's hard to fire. But anyways, I, I think that it's. You know, of course, it's unfair because most of the tenure teachers drive Ferraris and stuff like that. Well, I wouldn't say most. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, th- I think it's like you can't take the small amount. Like, it's the few that spoil the batch or right. whatever. I the, know, I know. You know, I it's know. like um, unemployment, right? right. You – that that helped you get your ass You're off right. the ground. And, mm-hmm. But the biggest argument against unemployment is that Freeloaders. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, sucking off the government's teat, as Ron Spencer would put it. So, you know, um, yes, I think that there are definitely teachers that should go. And, you know, it's hard to make changes to that. But I, I do think it, Especially it's Especially when it protects so many good teachers. Yeah. And the same with – and I guess the same goes for all unions. It's there to help protect people's jobs and to help them get paid what they deserve because a lot of business owners, corporations or whatever – I, I, again, using these general statements here, which is bad – uh, but some companies, I'm sure, don't pay the workers what they deserve, and mm. there needs to be some sort of governing body to look out for their best interest. You know, uh, to, to take an example, there's I – mean, we could argue if it's, like, good or bad, but uh, I don't know if I can argue. Can argue. Well, I was going to say oh. pensions, for example, okay. are, like, a dirty word in, in – you know, most of the corporate world, like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. However, they still very much exist in unions. And as a person who's working, you know, for 30 years and then retiring with like, say, 80% of your wages intact due to a pension, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So why? I, I wish I could have one. Yeah, same here. I mean, government jobs are sweet. Mm. It's not only government jobs, but yeah, government jobs. A lot of still government jobs ha- are sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they get the best health insurance I've heard. Mm. You know, they get the, some of them have pensions. You know, they're protected by unions. I don't like the idea of paying the union dues, but again, I don't know if that's if the the dues outweigh the what you would normally. I'm sure you're still getting paid what you should be paid. Mm. Out, you know, with the dues on top. But but then you could argue. You know, so I, I'm thinking of like some dude in the back back office of the DMV. Getting a pension, like just chilling out, whatever. Yeah. But then there are also government workers like the military mm-hmm. who do receive a pension. And many of the people these days who are receiving these pensions have been in a war zone. Right. You know. So it's hard to just I, – I don't know if the dude at the DMV necessarily deserves it. But I think that the guy who had bullets flying over his head deserves it more than I would. Right. But, okay, so why do they – why is it – what are we celebrating on Labor Day? What's what's I understand we I is it is it labor unions is that what we're celebrating like the idea well, that we okay. it, that the American well, people stepped up and you know created these things against the corporations. So okay, I think in like the very broad sense, we're celebrating the creation of labor unions, but I think more real is that that we're celebrating the fact that. Uh, like people were able to get living wages, you know, the work week, like this 40 hour work week, we could thank the way, you know, the unions for that and mm-hmm. um, raising the standard of living and, and basically what 
made the U.S. Uh, so like such a better place to live and work as compared to the rest of the world. Like it, it's where we kind of pulled away, you know. Right. So I think it's it's that whole the whole scenario. Yeah, I mean, according um, to Wikipedia, Labor Day is a celebration of the American labor movement. Which, if you click that, is the labor history of the United States describes the history of organized labor. Okay, so what's organized labor? You click that, you just go down this rabbit hole, and it comes to trade unions. So then we're talking about unions mm. and labor unions. And eventually, if you keep clicking, I think uh, like bongs come up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I really, uh, I found it very interesting, like reading about it and learning about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess now we have this negative perception of unions, right? Cause it's like, oh, well now we're keeping well, people. Well, okay. So I, I don't necessarily have a negative cause I, I, I've seen both sides of it. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I, I worked at a, um, I worked at the pool store obviously. And uh, they were setting up a show at the convention center in Philadelphia, and they weren't allowed to move things in and out of the showroom because the because of a union, they had to have their guys come in and do it. And and mm. I got compl- you know, I heard complaints. I didn't. I wasn't there firsthand. I didn't see it. And of course, we're talking about a small subset of of what this does. But they said, oh, the guys move really slow because you know they're still getting paid more than everybody else because they're part of a union and mm. the unions and all this stuff. And then I said. Uh, you know, okay, that's one side. And then I hear it from, like, the guys who are in the union who say, oh, I don't don't know what I would do without it. Like, I would just, I wouldn't make any money. And then it helps me get jobs and it helps me, you know, get the proper pay. And so, you know, when you're in a union, it's great. When you're not in a union, maybe you're looking you're outside and thinking, like, ah, union Jealous. Sucks. Yeah, you're jealous. You know, maybe it's, but, but maybe it's, it's, that's where it roots into. I don't know. Like, I, I, you think, you think goddamn right I'm jealous about teachers and how they can, you know, work for three years and, ascend, and get tenure and then just... Basically, all they got to do is make sure they don't fuck up really bad, and mm-hmm. they get to keep their job. True. Uh, I, I, I think in the case of teachers, I don't really think it's a distorted market. Because first of all, you already have to be a certain type of person and be a teacher. No, that's true. The wages are generally low. But I'll, t- I'll give you an example of what irks me with unions. Or not irks me. Pisses me off with unions. Really? Yeah. Uh, so NJ Transit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these dudes, they're on the train, they rip your tickets, um, they make sure no one, I guess, is on the platform trying to get into the train. Yes. Or, you know, like, nothing really mind-shattering, mm-hmm. right? Uh, only up until last year, so the first, like, six-plus years of my working life, I made less than the guys who rip tickets on the trains. And uh, How quite do you a know few, that? Quite a few of them make roughly $120,000 a year. How do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. Um, I, f- I forget where I was reading it. Uh, and then maybe, maybe it's only the most senior ticket rippers. But um, I, even, even still, I mean, if you did it for 20 years, I mean, I guess I feel that uh, to some degree it should be like a... Why, open- because you possess a skill and they may not, that they don't deserve as much as you do? I, I think more supply and demand, right? So uh, if it were such... You know, and the union didn't exist there. It's like who would come to be a ticket ripper, especially knowing the wage. So many people would apply and, you know, they could have so many employees that the wages would come down. Whereas you as a a website designer, there is inherently few of you. So it's not that 
um, your wages are artificially held high. It's more because there are so few of you that your wages are mm-hmm. high. So distortion of the market, I, I don't know. It's a tough, tough discussion. Well, so instead of uh, debating it, mm. let's celebrate it. Yeah. Hey, and, what? Here's, here's, I'll, I'll do a pumpkin beer cheers to the dudes on the train making more than me because congrats, man. Yeah. Right? You're, you're jealous. I, I am. They're, you're also, they're also breathing in train fumes that you're not. Yeah. All the, day. The, the doors are closed. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's a tough train? job. It's a tough racket. Tra- these, day, <laughs> these days, trains don't run on coal. At least the ones... Uh, well, I don't know. New Jersey Transit might. <laughs> the trades are from like 1970. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've learned a little bit of history on labor unions. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've learned what Labor Day really means. Mm. And we learned why we should be celebrating it. And why we shouldn't be working today. Correct. So take a break. Tie one off, meaning not like uh, you know a tourniquet. Like, not like <laughs> no, no, meaning go on to the internet, you know, close the door. No, 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 not pull one off. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about uh, you know knock one, knock a few back, beer wise, alcohol wise, whatever your pick your poison, right? and then tie one off, and then have some burgers, some dogs, some mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys eat at, 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 at? What do you eat at? Macaroni salad. There you go. Some coleslaw. I love coleslaw. It's my favorite thing ever. Uh, and enjoy the day. Yeah. So if you guys have questions about labor unions, do not send an email to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Because you know now everything that we know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just wanted to do something special for Labor Day. Yeah. And uh, maybe shed a little light on why we're celebrating this this glorious work-free day. And yeah. I would suggest, and if you still made it through this podcast... Uh, episode, you can subscribe to our podcast via iTunes, and we really hope you, that you do. The subscribe button. Click it. Subscribe. Get our uh, episodes downloaded to your computer or iPhone or wherever you listen every single day. And you should think of it like this. If you don't subscribe, you won't be able to hear the updates on labor history next Labor Day. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read a review if you don't mind. Please. Uh, the review is titled Super Helpful. And it's five stars, and it's by Evil, 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 Evil from the, mm. United, from the United States. I'm in college and basically have no idea what, basically no idea about what to do with money. This podcast definitely has helped me steer my finances in a better direction for the future. Since I've listened to the podcast, I've opened up both a Betterment account and a Mint account and closed out my savings account that had about... 0.0% interest. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I don't fall asleep during work as much now. Keep at it. Wow. That's awesome. For someone who is evil, 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 that was super, super nice. Yeah. Super, 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 super nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you appreciate that. And if you guys uh, want to know all the things that we use, like Betterment and Mint, you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox and see of all of our wonderful resources and books that we recommend and stuff. And Andrew has his finger up because he has the last word. <laughs> What's the I must you- always have the last word. What That's why I say now? later at the end after you. That's true. What do you yeah. want? Uh, what do I want? What do you want? I, <laughs> I was just I was just thinking because, you know, you're talking and sometimes I, I don't listen and I just think. Sometimes? No, I do it all the time. Okay. But uh, if you have any ideas for episodes, like, send it to us. Like, our best ideas come from you guys. And 
And instead of me asking you individually, I mean, just send them in. Like, if I want to know your favorite episodes, your least favorite episodes, how you found us. And where can they send those? You could send these uh, to Google+. Plus. I knew you were going to. I set you up. I threw you the easiest softball. <laughs> no, send them to listenmarymatters at gmail.com because Matt is still learning to read. Yep. So. Thank you. That's it, guys. Happy Labor Day. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Matt.